Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Hello, I'm Chris Riley. I want to let you know I'm going to be hosting a new podcast brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. It's called Inside the Game. What we intend to do with this podcast is take a different way of looking at sports. We're going to take you beyond the headlines and the highlights to examine the world of sports from a different angle. The coaches and players and the leaders in the world of sports at all different levels are going to come on and talk to us about the development of athletes. What's age appropriate when coaching at the youth level? They'll also talk to us about creating a positive and engaging environment for the best outcomes for success for your young athlete. We're going to take you inside the game like never before. With all that being said, our first guest on Inside the Game is Mike Sullivan. Mike is one of the co-founders of Flex Coach. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion, twice as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So sit back and take a listen to the first segment of Inside to the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Mike, welcome to the Inside the Game podcast. Thanks, Chris. It's my pleasure to join. All right, let's go back to your early days on the South Shore uh, in Boston, how old were you when you started playing hockey, and what do you remember about it? Oh, I was uh, I was young, you know. When when I have uh, I'm one of uh, five kids, and I'm the second youngest. I have two older sisters that figure skated. I have an older brother that played uh, hockey in the Boston area. So my parents were around the rinks a fair amount when I was little, and uh, my mom used to joke all the time that they put me on the ice because I was such a pain in the neck that uh, they was they were sick and tired of chasing me around. <laughs> So they put a pair of skates on me and, uh, and that's how it all started. But, uh, you know, I, I've been playing, uh, my whole life. I started skating when I was two, uh, I started playing hockey when I was five. Um, you know, obviously don't remember those real early years, but, uh, I certainly have fond memories of my youth hockey experience. My dad and my older brother were predominantly my coaches growing up and, uh, and, and I had uh, just, a, just a terrific youth hockey experience. Did you play other sports besides hockey in, in the offseason? Sure, I did. You know, back, back then, we, we, we never played in the summertime. You know, we, it, we played baseball in the summertime. So, uh, you know, I, I played multiple sports. Uh, you know, I loved to play basketball as well and didn't necessarily play organized basketball as much per se, but I played a fair amount of basketball and at the end of our street in the cul-de-sac with the neighborhood kids. And, and I did a little, I played a little bit of competitive basketball uh, when I was in uh, middle school, but, but I, I played multiple sports, you know, my freshman year in high school, I, I played football for the first time. I, I, I ended up being a three sport athlete that year. I played football, hockey, and baseball. And so uh, I was always a big baseball fan. I, I played a lot of baseball growing up as a kid, but uh, certainly it was uh, whatever the season, the in season was at the time was the sport that we were playing. And uh, some of it was organized. Some of it wasn't organized. It, it, it was, uh, it was pickup sports in the neighborhood. So, uh, you know, that, that's how I grew up. Talk about that for a minute about how that helped you not only develop, you know, different athletic skills, but like mentally, what did it do for you? Well, I, I just think that, you know, sports and Sports as it has an, it is a great uh, opportunity for everybody to learn life skills and everything from uh, everything from survival skills when you're playing invasive games and it gets a little intimidating out there and uh, to uh, you know we call them the playground rules so to speak uh, to uh, 
you know how to work within a group and how to how to cooperate and be a good teammate and uh it and if you don't necessarily make a team in a particular sport that you got to work harder to try to strive uh to make that team the next the next year so um you know i i just think by having the the opportunity to play multiple sports uh it can help you in so many different ways that you know what i just mentioned was one aspect but but even in the motor skill development aspect, you know, I, I've always been a b- big believer that, you know, if uh, if you develop overall general athleticism at younger ages, the byproduct of that is you can turn into be a pretty good athlete on whatever that particular sport you tend to be inclined in is. So uh, I, I'm convinced that, you know, the fact that I played as much baseball as I did helped me become a better hockey player and vice versa. And so uh, I, I just think, I, I think multiple sport athletes have the opportunity to experience, uh, you know, the motor skill development and the game sense that all the different respective sports require. Uh, and, and through those experiences, you become a better overall athlete. One of the big things when you were growing up, you, you mentioned here, your dad coached you and your brothers and everything. What kind of influence did he have on you? I mean, you, you, you were, I, I, when I was doing my research, I came across how he coached you, but he also had you coaching at a young age. Talk about, you know, that whole experience with your dad. Yeah, he did. When, so when I, was, when I was young, he was, he was my coach, and, you know, he coached me all the way up till I went to high school and all my friends. And, uh, you know, I only played for one team for the most part, you know, predominantly one team growing up as a kid. And uh, now kids in today's, uh, youth environment, they end up playing for multiple teams. And, and I feel bad for those kids because they never get the opportunity to, to build lifelong relationships with their teammates uh, that ultimately become their best friends. And, uh, you know, I grew up playing on for predominantly on one team with, for the most part, the same kids uh, year after year. And, and not only are, are they good friends of mine to this day, but also my parents were good friends with their parents. And it, it was, there was a social aspect associated with it. And so, uh, and, and my dad, you know, back then he, he never played hockey himself. Uh, he was a pretty good athlete. He was, he played baseball growing up as a kid. He played basketball growing up as a kid. And, you know, he got influenced, I think, by the Bobby Orr era in, in Boston and, uh, when Bobby Orr was, uh, you know, came to Boston and, and, and not only took the NHL by storm, but, but took the Boston area by storm. And, and he's a beloved athlete to this day. And my dad uh, always used to, used to say to, to us as kids that, you know, Bobby O was the greatest hockey player that's ever played. And <laughs> my dad said that until the day he passed away. And, uh, and, and that's how he felt. But I think, I think Bobby O's influence on the Boston area had a lot to do with the growth of the sport in the Boston area at that particular time. And, uh, but my dad didn't know a lot about hockey, right? So it was more about, hey, you work hard, uh, you be a good teammate, and you, you know, you, you overcome challenges. And, and, and so the game itself, to a certain extent, became the teacher for guys like me. And, uh, and, and so, and then when my younger brother came along, my younger brother, Brian, I'm 12 years older than him. Wow. Uh, and so, I was at, I was in college at, at Boston University at the time when my brother was going through, you know, the formative youth experience, youth hockey experience years. And uh, I used to coach his team in the summertime. And my dad would say, you know, would you come out and, 
and work with the kids and practice in the summertime. And I did. It ended up turning into a hockey school that we ran for close to 20 years in the Boston area. So that was my first experience in coaching was uh, with my younger brother and his friends. So uh, it all comes full circle. All right. I have to ask you, did your brother pay attention to you or was he like, oh, I'm not listening to my brother, Mike, even though he's at BU, I don't care well, what he says. It's funny you say that because it's always, it's the hardest thing to, 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 to coach the, uh, your family, right? Yeah. I, I was coaching my son, Matt, when, when he was growing up, you know, it yeah. was, uh, I was, uh, I, I'll, I remember when I was coaching my son, Matt, during the lockout years, I was the coach of the Bruins at the time. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I think my son Matt was like nine or 10 years old and I was coaching his team during that year and helping out. And, uh, and the, the only, the only guy on the team that, uh, that didn't listen to me a whole lot, <laughs> kid, you know, it's, it's funny how that works, but, um, no, my brother, Brian was a pretty good, uh, he was a pretty good athlete. He ended up playing at Northeastern university himself. And, uh, and he played a little bit in the, in the pros and the American league and in the East coast league. But, uh, it, it was that that was my first experience of coaching was uh, w- was with a group of, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12 year olds. All right. As you start to move up in age, you know, when you get to, let's say, high school, did you go to BC High right away? Or, you know, were you, were you did, what would, what made you choose BC High over like Catholic Memorial and, and like Thayer Academy? And what was it that made you go there? Well, I, you know, a lot of it is is uh, is influences in your life. You know, I had an uncle that was very close to me that uh, he was my godfather as well. And uh, and he was a BC High grad. And ever since I was uh, five years old, he was pushing the BC High uh, <laughs> thing on, on me. And uh, and BC High had competitive sports. You know, they had a combination of a real rigorous academic uh, uh, challenge for, for young student athletes, but they were also very competitive in sports. And, and it just provided uh, an opportunity for someone like me that, that, that had aspirations to, to play beyond high school. Uh, I felt like, and my parents felt the same way that, that, that BC high was the type of school that provided a real good opportunity. So you're playing at BC high. Was it a tough adjustment? Because now you're playing against very competitive teams. You're not just playing like the local high school team that plays, you know, whoever. These are all kids that are almost handpicked to come to that school or have chosen that school for that reason. What was the adjustment like? Was it your first time really seeing what competitiveness was all about? Uh, probably at that level, for sure. You know, BC High, was, it's all boys for starters. So there's 1,200 boys in the school. So when you start competing for sports teams, uh, you know, you can take the, you know, the, the amount, the, the size of the student body and, and usually half of them are girls and, 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 yeah. and most high schools in this instance, they were all boys and there was a significant amount of them that went to BC high for the same reasons I did. And, uh, and so we had, we had real good athletes that, that were, uh, classmates of mine. You know, I, I, I remember Paul Keery, uh, played on the hockey team and on the, on the freshman football team and played baseball with me. He ended up you know, hitting a, uh, a grand slam in the college world series. He played for Stanford in, in baseball. You know, I, uh, Peter Hughes was another classmate of mine. Who's now the, the head baseball coach at Georgia tech. Uh, he was, he played uh, third base on the baseball team, was a quarterback in the football team and, and ended up playing in competitively in college as well. So, you know, we had a number of kids, a number of hockey players that played division one, uh, college uh, at Boston college or at BU or at Lowell or at, at some of the other schools around the Boston area. It, it was a competitive environment, but 
as far as the adjustment was concerned, uh, for me, I, I, it was fairly easy for me. I loved it. I, I love the competition. I, I thrived on it. And, uh, and it wasn't something that I was ever afraid of. It was something that I embraced. And, and I, I just think that's just part of, uh, my DNA, I guess, as an athlete is, is, uh, it is just getting excited about, about competition and wanting to try to excel to be the best. We're talking to head coach Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins here on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. All right, you're at BC High. You're having a great time. You're, you're competing. When did you start to realize that, wait a minute, I could maybe play this sport in college. I might even have an outside chance that, you know, the NHL could come calling. What, what, when did you start to realize those things? How old were you and, and what, what kind of clicked for you? Uh, well, I know I always had aspirations to play in the NHL as a young kid, just like I think everybody, everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when it actually became a reality, uh, I would say when, you know, during my tenure at BC high, uh, the college experience became a reality. You know, I was one of the better players on, on the, my team at BC high. I was one of the better players in the Boston area and felt as though that, uh, there would be interest from division one college programs. And inevitably there was, and, uh, and, and so that became a reality during my tenure at BC high, when I went through that competitive environment and, uh, and, you know, and, and that's when, you know, in the high school years, it's, uh, there's such great years because it gives all kids an opportunity to discover themselves and where their in- inclinations may lie and where their, where their passions lie. And, and, and that's all part of the process. Right. And so, uh, I was no different when I went, when I went through my high school experience and, uh, and hockey was a big part of my life. And so, uh, I would say that college was, uh, became a reality during my tenure at BC high. Uh, you know, although I always had an ultimate dream to play in the NHL, uh, that really didn't become a reality until, uh, until I was, uh, well into my tenure at Boston university. And, and even then, um, I wasn't sure I was good enough to play at the NHL level. And, you know, fortunately I always have, my, my mother was always the, the academic, uh, <laughs> influence in our family and, and was always pushing us to make sure we did what we do well in school to give ourselves an opportunity when, when we graduate to, uh, to have some success. And so my mother always pushed the academic aspect of, of, uh, of the experience when I was at BU and my dad was always the one that was pushing the hockey side of it. And <laughs> it, was, you know, it was that combination. I think that, uh, that helped shape me into the, into the person and the athlete that I was. What made you choose BU over other schools? What did Jack Parker, what did you see in Jack Parker as a coach and what did you think it was going to do for your game? Well, I, I think Jack was, the, was probably the deciding factor, quite honestly. And, uh, and I chose to go to BU for the very same reasons I chose to go to BC High. It was, <laughs> it, was the, it was the environment that I thought gave me and my parents, who obviously were a big part of that decision. Uh, we felt as though it gave me the best opportunity to achieve my ultimate goals. Uh, BU was a real good school academically and gave me an opportunity to uh, you know, to grow academically, but also, uh, it was one of the better division one college hockey programs in the country at the time. And, uh, and Jack made such an impression on me and my parents through the recruiting process, uh, 
that inevitably we, uh, you know, I, I chose to go to BU, but it, it, it's a funny story because, you know, my, my older brother went to Boston college. My oldest sister went to Boston college. Uh, we had a very close friend of our family's uh, one of my mom's dearest friends uh, son was the captain of, of Boston college, uh, Bubba Ferrita in the late seventies. And I remember as a kid going to watch BC play. And, uh, and so, and then I went to BC high, which is, you know, that's it, a, almost like a feeder unaware it's you know it's a jesuit school it's run by the same jesuits that 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 run boston college so there was there was such an, an affiliation there so for me to, to decide to go <laughs> it was like the ultimate trader you know but, but, but having said that you know i i think to, to answer your question you know jack was the he was the biggest influence on me and i was just so impressed with with how we ran his program and and how charismatic he was as a person, how articulate he was. And, and, and he just sold his program and, and what they represented at BU. And I just felt comfortable when I went on the recruiting visit there. So you're there freshman year and you get taken 69th overall in the NHL draft by the New York Rangers in 1987. Did you think about maybe I'll make the leap or you said, you know what? No, I'm going to stay from college and I'm going to finish out school. What was your decision? Yeah, no, it really wasn't much of a decision. I, you know, I think I was prepared to, uh, to stay at BU and, uh, and, and finish and see through that experience. You know, it, it wasn't a circumstance where the Rangers were knocking on my door to sign and say, Hey, you know, Mike, we want you to come sign and be, be a New York Ranger. You know, I, I wasn't that high end of caliber of player. Uh, but certainly it was, uh, uh, it was, a, a, a thrill for me to get drafted first and foremost. I'll never forget it. I'll tell you the quick story. I was, I was actually, I had a, I had a, an old car that, uh, that my parents bought me so I could drive to DC high when I got my license. It was 1977 Ford Granada. I was changing the oil. I was under the car changing the oil in the car. My father came out and said, uh, and said, Hey, Mike, Phil Esposito's on the phone. He wants to talk to you. And I thought, I thought my father was joking. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah. Give me a break. I'm busy here. Can you tell? And he's like, no, 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 I'm serious. And, and anyway, you know, I'm here. I am. It took me like three or four minutes to, to actually get up get out from under the car and, and answer the phone. And, and it was Phil Esposito on the other line. So, uh, <laughs> It, it was a funny story, but that was never a, a, a reality for me. I, I just went through the BU experience and, uh, and you know, ultimately when I graduated, I, I was going to do my best to take a shot at the NHL. What did those four years give you, not only from a hockey perspective, but as a growth perspective as a person by staying in school for four years? Because very few kids do that today. It's almost like one and done in a lot of places. But what did that do for you on, on, a, on a level that outside of hockey? Oh, so, so much, you know, it's, uh, I had such a great experience at Boston university and, uh, and the hockey program was such a big part of it. And, uh, but that wasn't all of it, right. It was the university itself. It was the, the social aspect. It was the ability to, uh, to grow as a, as a young person, both academically and, and athletically. I, I just had such a great experience. Uh, it, I think it's done, you know, so much for, for me as a, as an adult in shaping who I am today, you know, and, uh, you know, you, there, you learn a certain level of discipline when you go through the, the academic rigors and not only that, trying to manage, 
trying to manage all of the, the demands of playing a division one sport that are required. Right. So it's, you know, so time management is a critical aspect. You know, you, you had to prioritize your life and, and make good decisions if you were going to excel in both aspects of, you know, of the college experience. And, and, and I, I took that seriously. And so uh, that, that was a big part of, of I think, uh, learning the discipline to excel or, or give yourself an opportunity to excel in life, regardless of what, what endeavor you choose to uh, pursue and whether it's business or sports, right? It, you know, discipline is such an important aspect of it and, and, and time management and a willingness to make sacrifices uh, in order, in order to pursue your goals and your dreams. And, and, and BU taught me a lot of, of about that, you know, and, and, uh, and so I feel bad for the experience today for some of the athletes because they are one and done, you know, just one yeah. year, They're, you know, call it the college hockey experience. And today in some instances is just a stepping stone for, for some guys where for guys like me, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to play in the NHL. It was, it, it might've been the final destination point, right? It was the mm -hmm. ultimate dream. And, and so, you know, to have the ability to spend four years there, uh, now I'm a proud alum and, and part of a fraternity of, uh, you know, BU hockey alumni that follow the team uh, closely. And, and, uh, and you know, I have a, a personal investment in watching that, that program succeed and do well. So I think those are all the benefits of staying at, at four years at, at a university. Did you study the game under Jack? You know, Parker, did you did you did you actually like not only like play the game, but were you studying the game as well and learning new things and, and saying, "Wow, I never knew this, I never knew that." And you know, was that something you really like focused on as well? For sure, I did. You know, and part of it was, you know, Jack had a huge influence on me and all of us as players there. You know, I've talked to some of my teammates who are now my my friends, and and we all we all talk about the the influence that Jack had on us. But you know, one of Jack was a great coach. You know, he's one of the best coaches I've ever played for. And he was just a, uh, one of his strengths was his teaching ability. He was very articulate. He had a, he just had a unique ability to break down uh, concepts and tactics in, a, in its simplest way so that players could grasp uh, the information. And, uh, you know, and I, I mean, I, I've had conversations with my brothers and, and my father over the years and saying, you know, when I when I went to BU, I thought I knew a lot about hockey. Then I got there and I realized how little I knew about hockey. <laughs> Jack was the main reason for that. And, uh, you know, he had a great staff as well. Ben Smith was yep. uh, was an assistant coach there. And Smitty is just such a great hockey mind. And uh, as you know, he coached the women's, the women's team. Yep. And, uh, just just a, a real bright uh, person, a, a real good person. And, and him and Jack, I think were very progressive thinkers and, uh, and, and they were on the cutting edge of coaching, uh, philosophies back then. And, uh, and we were the benefactors of that when I, when I was there, when I was playing. So, you know, that's probably where the seeds of, uh, of coaching were planted for me, uh, was just living through that experience with those guys. So you finish your four years at BU and you wind up going to the IHL with San Diego. What was that jump like? Now you're, you know, you're being paid. Guys are being paid. You're, you're in, you know, it's granted it's a very good league at that time in the early 90s. What was that jump like for you? What adjustments did you have to make as a player? 
Oh, it was a huge jump, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, I was living on the other side of the continent, uh, you know, just even just, you know, from a lifestyle standpoint, um, it was, it was a huge jump. You know, I had a certain comfort zone when I was at BU. I love being there. There was familiarity, uh, and, you know, change can be difficult sometimes. And so that was, that was not an easy experience for me, both personally, but also professionally, uh, because it's, a, it's also a jump from a hockey standpoint, you know, the, the players are better, the game's faster. It's, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's just a lot to it, but it, it's a big adjustment when you go from a college environment that's so structured and disciplined to a pro environment where you've got a lot more free time and, you know, you, all of a sudden you don't have to go to class anymore and you go to the rink and then you come home and, and now you've got this free time in your hands and, you know, how are you going to utilize that productively? Right. And so, uh, it would, that was a, that was a big adjustment year for me. You were counted on as, as a leader at BU scorer, you scored key goals in, in games. Did you have to learn a different role now going into the pros? I did. I, you know, I, and the, the one thing I, I'm grateful, uh, to Jack and, and Smitty and those guys when I was at BU is, uh, they were such great coaches, good teachers. You know, we learned both sides of the puck when we were there and, we, and as you know, you know, BU's had a lot of really good players come through their program. And the one thing I always look back on, and we had guys like Tony Amante yep. and Shane McGeckern and John Cullen and Scott Young and Clark Donatelli. And, uh, you know, I could go on and on and on with, with the, with the, 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 the talent that went through BU and the guys that I played with Joe Sacco and David Sacco. And a lot of these guys ended up having, you know, long careers in the NHL and, the, the one thing that I always admired when I look back on it was Jack uh, demanded that everybody play defense. And, and, and so, you know, the one thing that we all knew when we graduated is we knew how to play the game on both sides of the puck because it was demanded of us. We just simply, you wouldn't play. Yeah. It, didn't matter how, it didn't matter how good you were, you know, if, yeah. you, didn't, uh, if you didn't buy into, into the way BU hockey was being played, you, you weren't going to play. And that, that's just the way it was. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, Jack had a line that, that I, that I remember to this day. And, and, you know, I think I might've used it a couple of times on some of my players now. Uh, but, but every once in a while, he'd pull a guy down the hallway at Walter Brown arena and say, and he'd say, you know, let me explain this to you. Not, not so that you understand, but so that you can't possibly misunderstand, you know, <laughs> and, and that was, uh, you know, that, that was, uh, that was the environment that, that we, that we, uh, you know, that we went to, to practice every day and uh, under Jack, you know, he wasn't yeah. all fuzzy. I'll tell you that but, <laughs> but he, he was a demanding guy, but, but the one thing we always knew is he cared about us and he wanted what was best for us. And, uh, and, and I remember those, ex I remember those experiences, but uh, uh, it, those, those were fun. Those were fun days for us. That's Mike Sullivan, head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. That's the end of segment one. Stay tuned for segment two of five.